friends, welcome in. You're listening to Jawa Chatter, where we have Star Wars chats, and today our chat is about Andor. We had details released about season one and two, but before we get into that, I will introduce you to my co-host. We have Nerdy, who's probably making faces at the screen if you're watching on YouTube. I just can't see him right now. He's the encyclopedia no, of Star Wars. Did you, though? Did you? <laughs> I am not. I am not the encyclopedia No, you're my, of Star No, no. You're our encyclopedia. I, I, don't, I don't care if you're the encyclopedia. You're our encyclopedia. I'm, if I'm your encyclopedia, then it's like you found it on a beach. And the person who had it before you ripped out half of the pages. You found half of an encyclopedia on a beach. Is, or just like an early edition. Box yeah, sets yeah, yeah. that people yeah, yeah, yeah. remember the people that would come door to door and try to sell you like sets of yeah. encyclopedias. It's the 2003 almanac. <laughs> We've added four words. See, when he was describing it, though, I couldn't tell if that was him like saying he has a gap in knowledge or if that was a cry for help because he was like this abandoned, weathered book that was missing things on the inside, you know, in the heart. So I don't know, but that's okay. Claudia, uh, which I guess we're still calling her the Star Wars newbie, but we're getting dangerously close to her not being the Star Wars newbie uh, the more this goes on. I know. Uh, but for it's now. It's weird how that works out, you know? Yeah. Once upon a time, two and a half years ago, I had never seen Star Wars, In and Hollywood. here we are on a podcast. Yeah. Hey, guys. Yeah. All right. So very recently, there were some confirmed details of how Andor is going to play out, not just season one, which debuts August 31st, but also how they're going to kind of structure the show uh, season two. Which, you know, they basically confirmed from what I understand from this list, which we'll go over, is uh, there's basically two seasons, which uh, before they were kind of playing mm-hmm. around with maybe they, they talked about it. They never confirmed anything. Maybe three, maybe five, somewhere in between. So now we've got to confirm it's two seasons. So, I mean, they started at five. They did. And then they went to three. <laughs> and then it's not like they were like, I don't know what we're going to do. They were like, we're doing five seasons. And then I think, honestly, I think Tony Gilroy was like, I'm not I'm not doing five seasons. guys. <laughs> I, I got a, I got a life. I made the Bourne movies. You think I need this money? <laughs> I was. I don't surprised. care about the Star Wars. I was surprised when they were like, "Let's do five seasons." I'm like, "You've done not even close to that, or ever even announced that for any of your shows." But you're just gonna be like, "Out the gate, we're doing five seasons." Eh. Yeah, I think it's the interesting thing about this like streaming era of like when do these shows end? Yeah. Yeah, and knowing right? when to and stop. I'm feeling that with the Marvel shows. Where it's because Clarissa and I, we did our reaction to Miss Marvel today mm-hmm. and we had a conversation about like what 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 is the end game for the show? Because it isn't to end. Right? right. Like there's no there isn't a character end for at the end of the season, mm-hmm. but it's also not to build to a second season because the next step of Kamala's story is going to be in a movie. And now that we have these kind of like meshed connected universes, we're creating these television shows that almost exist they exist more like comic books did back in the day where you're yep. like, this might matter. This might not. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's 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 been an interesting ride. I, I think I'm in a weird mood because of Miss um, Marvel today. Um, but I, the, one of the things I'm excited about with Andor specifically is that it, it it's not going to have that vibe, partially because the first season's 12 episodes. Second season is probably going to be 12 episodes also. But also, like, we know what the end of it is. Yep. Yeah, we yeah. know, you know the what end I mean? game. Yeah, yeah. One. yeah, and that's one of the details, uh, folks, in case you were wondering, which I was too. I was like, I think I actually mentioned it last week. I'm like, how close are we getting to Rogue One? Apparently, it's leading up to like the first, like, so basically, I, how they're describing is it's going to like just lead, lead up right to Rogue One. Like, basically, I'm assuming it'll probably even have some, I bet it'll have some kind of cameo at the end of season two, uh, showing off like something in the very beginning of Rogue One, and then it'll end, and that's it, I guess. But yeah, this is this one's going to be weird because we not only know 
where it has to end. We also know the it's a prequel to an ending that we know for that movie. Like it is it, it is it is an odd show Andor. Uh, and the fact that it's going to take over the course of over five years is going to be interesting. But uh, yeah, let's let's. We know it. what we know what the final shot is, right? Yeah, we know the final shot, which is which is the final shot is going to be Cassian Andor walking through that weird meteorite planet up to Tivik. Yeah, yeah. and he's going to be like, "All right, you have Death Star plans, right?" Exactly. Like it, it, it has to end with Tivik. Yeah, it will. Yep. Yeah, justice for Tivik. But that's weird. We it's haven't important. had I, none, none comes to mind off the top of my head. I mean, I know we haven't had a lot of live action Star Wars shows, but none of them where we know where the final scene, what the final scene is going to be, essentially. Like, we don't know the ending. Well, I mean, everything. Kenobi, I would say it was the same thing, right? right. The Similar. difference is that Kenobi. The, so the, the difference between Andor and Kenobi is Kenobi, we know basically everything about that character, right? Right. There, there's very few surprises. Mm-hmm. The show, the show had to take us from a place that we knew he was at to another place we knew he was going to be. Yeah. This, we, the, the fun thing about Andor is that I have no idea where the show starts. And so what's what's almost yeah, what's yeah. weird about Andor is that the the first season of the show interests me more than the second because the only questions I have about Andor right now are like, what was he up to? Yeah. Who was Andor before K2SO, before, he, before that scene from the comics, right? Yeah. That is interesting to me. The second season, as it gets closer and closer to Rogue One, is it's 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 gonna be great and i'm excited for it but i'm going to become less interested because i a lot of the tension of like because because here's the thing here's what's going to be amazing about the show right tony gilroy created born not created born he made the born movies he wrote yeah, those yeah. born movies which are just so layered with these these reveals and with tension in, in ways that are so beautiful even the jeremy renner one which is not as good as the first three but it's still like a very tense and very fun movie mm-hmm. great action throughout too i think that's oh, incredible action. wait you seen the jeremy renner one i haven't seen the jeremy renner oh, but I've okay. seen the i was gonna say that's the only one i haven't three. seen yeah the uh, the tension of season two is gonna be so much less because our main two characters are mon mothma and Cassian Andor, who we, we know where they end up. And so in a spy show, I, I'm excited to meet the other characters because they're going to be the people that we're watching, kind of like Reva was for Kenobi. It's like, well, who else is going to be on this crew that he assembles mm-hmm. for this TV show that we can follow along with? Because Cassian Andor isn't going to get caught. No, <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Like, yeah. And so it, it's season two is going to be a little bit harder. Cassian Andor could get caught five years before the sh- before Rogue One, right? He might have right. spent some time in prison. He might get caught at the end of season one. He might the the jump between season one and season two might be, oh, yeah, Cassian Andor was in an imperial prison for three years. Right. So it's just going to be interesting how they play that and how they play against what our expectations are of the show, but also how they kind of have to play into. There's a couple of characters who have to end up in a certain couple of places in order for canon to make sense. Yeah. And that's the other tough thing about these prequel shows. Uh, and, and I love, love, loved Obi-Wan. But this thing's going to have the similar challenge is there's not really a stake there's not really stakes here in terms of mm-hmm. we know we know casting is not going to die we know that if we see anybody even if it's just cameos from rogue one they're not going to die we know that we know how rogue one plays out they have to be there so and we like mon Matha, we know she's not in danger like all these even, things even more than that we know the rebellion can't form yeah exactly right? like we know that the rebellion can't take off and like the, the rebellion can't make any strong choices nope so the the organization that Cassian works for is handcuffed through the whole show they can't pivot at all yeah and that's going to lead to i i trust tony goroy i think he's an incredible writer and i'm excited for it but the, the there and, and this is stuff that season one won't have to deal with season two of the show is like far off 
But I'm like, uh, I don't know about what they're going to do there. Yeah. So that's why I'm super excited about season one, though. I want to yeah. be clear. Like, I'm not like, oh, yeah, worried for sure. About the show. I just, no, 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 for sure. I just I just find it interesting, the territory that it's jumping into. And I think that's why some of these details kind of make sense. That they've released. So for those that unaware didn't hear me before, you know, it takes place five years before Rogue One. Uh, the first season, which, again, August 31st, it'll span one year at timeline wise of, you know, Rogue One, you know, Star Wars. And the second season, though, which I have to mention because it is so different than season one, is it will cover four years. It'll cover the next four years leading up to Rogue One. And and maybe the way Nerdy just kind of phrased it kind of now that makes sense to me is because uh, staying too much in those next four years might be a little tough uh, to also make it as interesting. But if you do little time jumps, which is what they talked about, especially Gilroy, he, he mentioned it in this article. Uh, they're going to be basically kind of do it in batches. Like every few, every few episodes will be like a year and then they jump and then they jump. So like, it's almost like they're the highlights, I guess, of like the most important things that probably happened. <laughs> the highlight But reel. it is a still a weird way Just, to me to him describing it. I want Jason it. Bateman's character from Dodgeball to come in and be like introducing the highlight reel. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, is ESPN 8, the Ocho. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Tony Gilroy, he actually, he was the one that commented on this and, uh, he, but this is Tony Gilroy, Tony Gilroy, if you, if you meet him in person right now and you're like, what's Andor about? I swear to God, he'll tell you the entire plot. He doesn't give a shit about spoilers. I was surprised he (laughs) gave this much information about like a season that's probably at least a year, if not two years away. And I'm just like, okay, dude, like that's cool. But <laughs> some there's an interview somewhere where Tony Gilroy was like, so yeah, it was interesting. Um, Diego Luna pooped twice a day on set. Uh, he would leave <laughs> set at 11.30. You know what I mean? Like he's just, he has that vibe of like, I, I'll tell you anything. I don't care. Yeah. Do nah, you want to read, uh, you want to read the script? Here it is. I have it in my back pocket. Yeah. And, Let me airdrop it to you. Yeah, I mean, he does kind of go into like that kind of detail. He's just like, he explained how the season two structure came about. He's like, it kind of happened organically. You know, we were we were doing this with season one. And then like, he literally goes into detail about it. I'm like, I didn't honestly know that you could tell us this much <laughs> about one, a show that has not even released yet. And two, a season two that definitely hasn't anywhere near releasing. So that was that was interesting. Uh, and you know, this is what happens when the Marvel DC Disney or the Marvel MCU Disney bubble starts working with people that aren't up and coming directors, yeah. right? Because Tony Gilroy doesn't care. Yeah, you can't he, scare him. He has all the money in the world. Yeah, he he's care. rich as balls. <laughs> what, what what are they going to do? Fire Tony Gilroy? No, it looked terrible. See, he he has born money. He's good. Born he's gonna money. he's gonna. It's different. Right? Sam money. Raimi's the same. I, I feel like Taika Waititi's doing this right now on the Thor Love and Thunder press tour. Oh, no. Taika yeah. Waititi's he, out there doing oh, whatever the hell he wants. He definitely doesn't care. I mean, he told you about, you know, he Chewbacca's grandmother's story. He's not going to tell that. And you're like, but I want to hear that story now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I Honestly, I think that Taika got crap for the photos of him uh, and the Tessa Thompson threesome that were like circulated. I think Disney like gave him crap for that. And he was like, you know what? All right. I don't give a shit. I'm going <laughs> to yeah. say some shit on this press tour because. Yeah, I don't think he cares. Uh, so <clears throat> interesting enough, each both each both seasons will span 12 episodes, which is a lot of episodes for a Star Wars TV show. Yeah, I mean, eight for <laughs> Obi-Wan. It was tight there. But if we're going over five years, Obi-Wan was six. It was six. Yeah. So it's literally double Obi-Wan. Okay um my bad <laughs> what's the argument now <laughs> well it's well, going over five it, years it was only a short period of time for obi-wan yeah but the season one's only going over a year 
And that's the other thing. But, I want to mention that was Star Wars timeline, by the way. And, and this was maybe not fair to be even reference, but you remember when we watched Empire and we're like, ah, Luke was on Dagobah for like a couple of days, a week at most. Yeah. And if you don't know this, canon wise, he was there for about a month. <laughs> so and it, yeah. was just, and it was just like, oh, OK. But like that's never mentioned. So, I mean, the way that timelines are explained in Star Wars, uh, I think, is more just like. But whatever's, con- well, whatever's convenient for them like it, we'll explain it well, how but, well, it makes sense but what us. does it say about the modern tv landscape that you're like god 12 episodes that sounds like a lot you know what i mean <laughs> i know like, i have seen i have watched all of the episodes in the first 15 seasons of gray's anatomy that's 22 to 25 episodes a season okay yeah we're talking 100 like i don't want to do the math i've seen every episode of smallville twice say well not twice you know what i mean yes. that's 200 and like 40 hours of my life yeah yeah so i don't even go into anime shows that, every, that's oh yeah one, watched piece, one piece is on every over a single cw tv show <laughs> i have watched all of them i like you've claimed this multiple Flash. times on this you're like i have watched every single you, i, have I like watched, want you to have like a patch it is my burden <laughs> it is your burden it is yeah it is your burden to bear the uh, red skull watches over the soul stone and i watch <laughs> over the cw arrowverse <laughs> You and this twelve is the other. Pact I you made and, with Mephisto. You and twelve other people. I'm just kidding. I actually have watched a bunch of. My shows point too. is, twelve episodes isn't a lot. I wish Kenobi was longer. No, no, I, I agree. But for a you know Star what Wars been show, episodes, Boba Fett. Boba Fett could have used another. Oh God, six. yeah. Well, could have used you know a couple I mean? more about Boba Fett. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, Two like, of them were made for <laughs> I what I hear when I hear twelve is I'm like, oh, this is actually a television show, and this yeah, yeah. isn't a movie script that they've cut down sure. into a TV yep. show. Yeah, which is what Boba Fett was. Yep, and which is what um, Obi Wan Kenobi was. Yeah, because they were both right? were originally ideas. Both of them were supposed to be movies. Yep. That was the that was the original idea. So yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Um, Mando season one was a TV show. Mando season two is a TV show, right? They're structured like oh, TV for shows. Sure. The internal episodes have plots. There's thematic differences episode to episode. Right. But even this, that, what, what I hear when I hear 12 is that Andor is a television series mm-hmm. and I yeah. cannot wait for an actual like television series. Yeah, 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 because I think that it works better. I think this six episode structure, I there's stuff I love about it. And I love that we're getting Star Wars like this. I love mm-hmm. how much Star Wars I'm getting. I don't love the structure of these series. Um, and so Andor Andor is very exciting to me because it's not a movie script that's been adapted. Right. And that's what Boba Fett and Kenobi have been. And I think that as much as I love both of those. I think that that is the biggest weakness of both of those series. And I'm, I think I'm really excited to see Andor in, you know, Cassian in general, like, you know, each of these missions, I'm, I'm hoping it'll be like, you know, one episode, two episode arcs. They won't be super long. You know, Obi-Wan was a continuation of an entire plot across the six episodes. Um, for this, like mm-hmm. seeing the gray area and, you know, how far the rebellion goes, it, that's going to be really interesting as they dive into that. Yeah. Cause everyone just, you know, sees, you know, good versus evil when you, you think of the movies, but it's, there's a lot more to that. And I think that's what makes Cassian such an interesting character. And I'm sure we'll obviously see Saul Greer in there as well. Who's, you know, an there. extremist. And, and do you think so? That like maybe in the set, maybe at the season end, two, season I don't, I don't two, see him I think in he's season gotta, one. I think he's got to pop up. Do you think they get Forrest Whitaker to do an episode of a TV show on Disney plus actually wait a minute. Well, yeah, I you know what I mean. Like, yeah, if it yeah, was it any other actor, super. Because if it was like no, it has to be him. Ago, it has to be. You him might have or been able to do him. like a younger right? one, but you, five years. That's true. Yeah. Nah, I think did, they do. I, think they do. I, I don't know. I don't know that. Like Qui, like Liam Neeson came back to do Qui Gon, mm-hmm. 
Sorry, yeah. spoilers for. Oh crap! Well, if you're listening to a Star Wars podcast yeah, and you haven't I think seen the finale of one yet, yeah, I probably go should. watch my reaction to it. Uh, it's doing really well, and I'm I'm very happy. <laughs> um, the the uh, like Liam Neeson was like, oh, I came back to honor George and to work with Ewan again. Yep, and because he, he loves the Phantom Menace. Yep, which yep. is awesome. I love because I love the Phantom Menace. Me too. But the um. I don't know that Forrest Whitaker has the same fondness nah. for Rogue One. And I don't think that he gives a shit about Rogue One. So nah. I, I don't know. I just. It's so funny. It, There's so many like not give a shit attitudes between Tony Gilroy. And then obviously if Saw Gerrell comes in, it's just like. Yep. Oh, and Harrison Ford. I mean, there's plenty of people that have I done mean, Star Wars yeah. and not giving a crap, but like, they doesn't mean they don't do well. But like, I. But Harrison I, Ford's not going to be in another Star Wars movie again. I don't think. I mean, oh. really, he's not going to be in another movie. Yeah. After Indiana apparently, Jones, yeah, yeah last one, right? Indiana Jones Five is his last one. I mean, to I mean, be fair, the according, according to John Williams, who is ninety, so like, to be fair, he, Paul, he's like what 82, 85? I don't know. He's somewhere. Oh there. no, I just mean like John Williams, Harrison Ford might have like said that in front of him one time offhand. Yeah, that's like, true. I, he might not be super serious. Right? That's true. Uh, so anyway, so we got twelve episodes each season. Uh, Tony Gilroy explained the whole thing, but the main focus that he he hinted on here which makes sense because since we know where the storyline's going this is going to be very character focused which you know a lot of star wars kind of is but this especially because we know where the show is going at the end so this really is going to be focused more on uh the characters and you know the coming goings but like i that probably a lot of it's going to be like cassie and like the dirty work that he does like claudia mentioned because you know he he says that in rogue one you know it's he has a whole band of people where They've done some horrible things, even for a cause that they truly believe in, and they did it because oh. they truly believe in that cause. So I think we'll see a lot of that. And I hope we see those horrible things. He's been I'm in this fight interested. since he was six years old. Yeah, that's what it yeah. was, six years old. Oh. Uh, and he comes from a separatist uh, family, right? Isn't yep. that what it was? According to the novelization. So I hope they keep that. I, I really they, like it. I hope they do, too. I find that interesting. I think I don't really like the Rogue One novelization. It is well written. I like a lot of the novelizations. Um, a lot of the Star Wars novelizations are very good. Um, obviously, with like uh, um, the Revenge of the Sith novelization being number one. Um, but the yeah, the the separatist thing, I hope that it is kept in canon because mm-hmm. the novelizations aren't technically canon. Uh, and I hope that it is. Um, I hope that it is brought up in this show. Yeah, because it's super cool. That he was a separatist. We've never really paid attention to a separatist character in any way in Star Wars. No. Um, outside of Clone Wars. And they were always seen as like mustache twirling villains for the <laughs> most part. Yes. And so getting to see a real human side of that side of the conflict and, and getting to spend time with a character whose realization is that the Emperor played him and his family. Yeah. And that the it was it, all of it was lies like nothing that they fought for was real. It's nah. also um, interesting to see, you know, like a humanoid species in general also be a, a separatist too because so much of them mm-hmm. were you know That's the true. reptilian nature like they were very disposable to him and then count dooku was there but count dooku was just you know leading the charge on oh, this count but, dooku was also a pawn at the end wasn't he oh, he had absolutely. a very surprised look on his face when uh his master told him he shouldn't have no he shouldn't have he but, should have been smarter than that yeah he should have been but yeah, we'll, he wasn't. Uh, um, we'll look into his stuff on tale of a jedi so looking oh, forward yeah. to that I series as well there's so much coming yeah i uh, love oh the yeah, show the there show. you go come on you got this oh my god guys there's so much I, i'm trying there's to so get much. through shadows of the sith right now oh, oh i need to read that i need to read that too it's chunky i like went to i went to indigo to go buy it 
And it was a thicker boy than I was ready for. Oh, I thought it was going to be like oh, wait, a quick like. Did you see how many pages it was? Because like. I think it's 549. Oh, brother, it was like 350. Uh, Holy crap. Oh, no, it is. It is. It is a sight thicker than like it is oh, like my God. from across the room. If you've held Brotherhood in your hand, you saw that book. You'd be like, that's a thick. That's a thick boy. That's a thick boy. All right. I don't know. Maybe there's a lot of pictures, but I doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> But um, yeah, no, Tales of the Jedi, I'm very excited for. That first episode was fantastic, so. Yeah. Uh, More we, Count Dooku, please. Yeah, we saw it at Star Wars Celebration. We were lucky enough to see that and uh, saw a lot of details, but the Count Dooku one is the one I'm like even more looking forward to as well. I just I just really want to see a young Dooku and a young Qui-Gon. I know. Getting to see Liam Neeson's son, like, you know, voice act a bit. That's such a cool yeah. bit of Star Wars and focus on family yet again. Uh, so for Andor, you know, obviously Diego Luna is coming back as Cassian and I'm excited just because I think he's such a good actor or at least he just killed yeah. he just killed it in Rogue One. I mean, he just did such a mm -hmm. good job. And I think he definitely has the I think he is definitely has the range to basically like tell Cassian's full like arc from the next five years. Uh, what I'm curious about and it is dropped in this article and more of speculation, though, not confirmation. I, I don't think Tony. I don't think he was giving out too. I mean, he was giving out plenty of information, but he wasn't giving out every piece of information. Uh, is you know what what characters might we see dropped in? Let's just say the first season, and because I think it's very possible we could have you know just recognizable characters like Wedge and Tilly's. I, I think that's possible to see Wedge. Uh, I think they've said it's not going to be a cameo show, and so I I, I wouldn't I, if you're going into it well, maybe expecting not cameo, characters that you've known. I I would. I would hazard a guess that it is going to mostly be characters you don't know. I'm good. I, I would too. be surprised. Like I would be very surprised if a Rebels character shows up. To be honest, um, mostly because they couldn't show up until late season two. For sure. Um, and also we're definitely seeing in Ahsoka to too. So I don't know if they'd bring him in again. Well, the yeah, I mean, this is this would be Hera. She she's kind of the only character that I think could show up earlier. Um, yeah, but to be younger. The, I, I just, I, yeah, I don't think you're going to get those Wedge and Tilly's moments. I don't think you're going to get that kind of stuff in the show. I think it's really going to be about the characters that they introduce. Uh, and I think that a lot of them are going to die. Like, I think that oh. you're getting attached to characters in the show is going to be dangerous. Oh, for sure. Just because of the spy nature of it. They're, they need to keep this world scary, right? And so, yeah, I don't know. I, I yeah. So I have the, the timeline correct. Obi-Wan occurred when in the timeline versus rogue one so obi-wan occurred uh versus rogue one mm -hmm. would obi-wan would have occurred nine years before rogue one do you think it's possible we could see the jedi that was on the path um that he mentioned or name dropped quinlan voss yeah i i don't i'm gonna think be so. talking about quinlan voss for fucking ever until I mean, until we see him plausible in name drop I, it seems interesting that they would say it at all and it never come oh. back up again no but nerdy's i right. don't think we're gonna i don't think name. they go to the path on this no. i think that okay. they save that for season so. two of obi-wan yeah and if i i don't think you'll see the force no i don't okay. think so either i don't think so either i if you haven't if you've seen the trailer and if you haven't go watch it of andor it's, it's really cool it's beautiful mm -hmm. and you what we're seeing in year one is like still a somewhat transition of empire like Republic to Empire because the ships are kind of like still resembling a little bit of the Republic kind of more of the Empire and it's that's an interesting like transition there but 
I, I guess really what we're looking forward to then is a Game of Thrones type Star Wars death brigade. Not, not, not literally that, but you know what I mean? Like there's going to be a lot of death. Um, I don't think we'll see a red wedding. Uh, that's probably good. Probably don't need that in Star Wars. I would love, I would love if Sean Bean showed up to die on the show. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if Sean yeah. Bean just played like some random guy who just dies <laughs> in the same episode he's in. Uh, yeah. And I, I think, do you, do you think we will get not a cameo, but like a flashback of because we talked about if they keep the separatist thing, you think we'll get a flashback of when he's younger and maybe looking at like, you know, super battle droids that are on his side and maybe looking at it from the other perspective. Um, I don't know, because part of it is how do you do that different from. Um, Din Djarin's backstory. Oh, that's yeah, a good point. Thinking, yeah, I forgot yeah. that. I was like, it's I was like, too much of a parallel there. Yeah, that's Although, true. how funny would it be if they were from the same planet? Like, what if what if they flash back to the same butt fight and Din Djarin and Cassian Andor <laughs> were both saved from the same village, but one was by like his parents and the other was by the Mandalorians. <laughs> that's Perfect. Funny. Love it. Yeah, that's I mean, that's about it. That That is what's coming. And we just have like what? Not even we have a little over a month. Yeah, it's August 20th, right? No, it's August 31st. 31st. OK. Yeah, August 31st. Yeah, it's uh, it's coming. I, I think the what's going to be really interesting now is watching how they market it, because the yeah. show, the show doesn't have a big splashy thing to throw out there. Right. Yeah. I don't think Darth Vader's going to show up. And if he nope. does, it'll be a huge secret till it happens. Mm-hmm. I don't I, I like I don't really know. I don't know how they're going to market the show. And I also don't know how the show's going to perform uh, up front. I think that this is a show, unlike Boba Fett, unlike Mandalorian, unlike Kenobi, obviously. Kenobi yeah, is yeah. Disney Plus's biggest show. Yeah. I think that this show is going to have to earn success a yeah. little bit more on its own merit than I think that those necessarily had to right at the beginning. I think those all had day one big audiences. Mm-hmm. I think that we're going to see sort sort of similar to what's going on with uh, Miss Marvel, right? Where Miss Marvel's... Miss Marvel is the least watched Marvel show on Disney Plus, but also like the newest character in the comics. Not a lot of MCU ties doesn't have a big famous actor in the lead. Obviously, Oscar Isaac is a lot more famous than Iman Vellani, even though Iman Vellani is utterly incredible on that show. I think she genuinely is. They they struggled with that casting. But I, I, I think that in a similar way, like what is the selling point of Andor to the wide audience? I'm, I'm probably gonna watch all these episodes five times a week, right? Like I'm this i'm so excited for this show yeah but in terms of selling it what is this marketing campaign gonna look like i think you have to lean heavily and i don't don't know how they do this right i'm not a marketing expert but i think you have to lean into the rogue one as a movie and try to convey that to the general audience because a lot of the general audience uh not just star wars fans loves rogue one that is Mm -hmm. your crutch because it was the first modern star wars film that was like kind of done in a well, it reminded it was a prequel to the uh, original yeah. three, so it was kind of more like the original three, and it was just like, but also the least viewed. Is it? That's, uh, that's more more than Solo. That's but, true. But like in comparison to the other films, like Rogue One did well. Don't get me wrong, but it certainly wasn't the barn burner that the no, three sequels were in terms of sure. box office sales. For sure, it's and so really it, that 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 is my question. That's yeah. gonna be so. It's so curious to me watching these trailers and the TV spots that come out. Is like, what is the hook of this show, and is it just are they just hoping that people really love Diego Luna, right? Like, yeah, right. there's no baby Yoda. There's no I, I yeah, it's it's uh, yeah. so weird to me because it is the only Star Wars show where I'm like, what do you put in the trailer? 
I yeah, I don't know, especially without revealing things. And I just in general, a lot of Star Wars stuff. I love this type of stuff that the story that Andrew is going to tell. And like I know Nerdy does too, and I know Claudia will really enjoy it. But it, there's definitely something to say about when there's not a Jedi Sith dynamic going on in, a, in some of these films they or, or shows, they seem to struggle to like market it or sell it. It, it definitely seems, brings in a wider audience when you have like that magical, mystic Jedi Sith thing going on. Whereas when you don't, it's just like, you know, boots on the ground type show. Yeah, it, it seems a struggle. I don't know what the answer is. That's a good point. I think that, I also, mean, Tony Gilroy is a big part of that as well with him being the executive producer and showrunner. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's going to be that focus on action. You know, I think that's mm-hmm. where they're going to have to really play in and that's bring in, action. you know, not, not that Star Wars is all male, but like, it's going to be pretty focused, I think, on the marketing is bringing a male audience that loves, you know, spies, that loves, you know, mafia movies, et cetera, things like that. Those are the type of people that they're probably looking to capitalize on and bring in. Yeah. I think this is probably an easy step in for for certain groups, and that might be their way of marketing it. But it's going to be yeah. a little bit different from the normal conversation of like Mandalorian or even Obi-Wan. Yeah, I, I definitely think that unlike those other shows, this will be the first show in a while that gives critics a bunch of episodes to watch before it comes out. I think you're yeah. going to see critic reviews. I, I just think that Disney doesn't uh, Disney's going to need good word of mouth on this. Yeah. In yeah. order to hit the numbers they want. Right. But people are going to watch this. This show is going to do better than most television shows. Yeah, yeah. But better than most television shows isn't what a Star Wars property. Exactly. Should be, right? You know what I mean? The cost that they're making for oh, each yeah. episode of Star Wars, you know, exactly. And so, yeah, I'm just I'm so curious. Honestly, I'm almost as curious to see what these trailers and what the next month of marketing looks like as I am for the actual show, because this this, it really does struggle. You know, even uh, Mandalorian didn't have any space stuff up front, but it had a Mandalorian in this weird suit that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it had Jon Favreau, who had just made the billion dollar movies for like Star Wars. That was his first step in. Correct. Was Mandalorian. Uh, For Star Wars. Mm -hmm. No, uh, Jon Favreau voiced weirdly uh john favreau actually voiced a mandalorian on clone wars did he really um, that's funny yeah when i when he was working on i think it was lion king okay. he was at disney um and uh he was i think it was at skywalker sound he th- there's a story about it but him and dave filoni like had a, meet, a conversation and it was like if you ever like need a voice and so they're like yeah come come uh be uh osvisla or previsla he voices the grand father of the character he played of the character he voiced on mandalorian um or father i can't remember uh and so yeah he actually was a part of star wars in the clone wars that's where him and dave Filoni became friends and that's why they ended up working on mandalorian together yeah i know it was like that and then his work on i think the jungle book was what really impressed uh lion king well he did both didn't he, he did well, both, both but yeah. jungle yeah, he did both. jungle book i think was the first one that he really got into directing and then obviously switched over to no. Lion. King. no no he directed iron man yeah, he, he started the MCU. Just yeah, 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 yeah. Just he's, been, he's been directing for a while. He's he's made a few movies before uh, Jungle Book. Uh, I thought it was more Chef, doing executive producing. Good. I do love Chef. Chef's a great one. Yeah, yeah. He did the writing, no, no, producing, all of that. He did start the MCU as well. So he, uh, Disney is very happy with John Favreau. Oh, yes. uh, and the many many buckets of money that have been tossed in their coffers because of him. <laughs> yeah, and tossed um, back at him, I'm sure. Yeah. So yeah, uh, it's it's crazy that like the MCU, Star Wars, and like. Their live action remakes all have made billions of dollars because of that man. Yep. Yeah. And he's just kind of like a nice dude who just kind of like, hey, guys, hey. I make movies. Yeah, he's yep. pretty chill. Yeah. I like uh, food. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he does. 
Uh, on that, I guess from I guess it's just when's the next trailer drop? How long do they wait? How 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 long do they one wait? One month till, out. One month out. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, first yeah. week of August, I bet. Is there big in the next? Is there anything big in the next few weeks? No. Nah, I could see them it. dropping it on Thor: Love and Thunder tomorrow. Oh. It's Disney. It's Synergy. Just put it on the movie. Um, Maybe it would probably yeah. be the best place to market it. Because uh, there's going to be a huge audience for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's 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 people who probably have Disney Plus already. Exactly. Um, yeah. I think uh, what's going to be interesting is that She-Hulk, I think, comes out two Wednesdays before. August 16th or something like that, I think. Yeah, yeah. and uh-huh. so how She-Hulk does is going to be interesting. I yeah. think um, I also, uh, I can't remember what the date for Bad Batch is, but having Bad Batch and Andor together on Wednesdays is going to be super weird. Right, because Andor is going to basically go on for like three months. Yep. That's yeah, but so is Bad Batch because I think Bad right. Batch is sixteen and that's what I mean. episodes. Be and then so doesn't Tale of the Jedi come out in like November? Fall. October? It comes out yeah. fall. There's gonna be so much crossover. So at this point, we're going uh-huh. to start to see what's kind of already happening with Miss Marvel that Nuri's mentioned. We're gonna see too much Star Wars crossover. It's gonna be the combination of, of time. Yeah, that's what it comes down exactly. to. Exactly, and then also combined with the other crossover it has, inevitably with the Marvel shows too. It's gonna be, it's gonna mm-hmm. be a lot. I don't. Yeah, I don't know how it's gonna go. Uh, Bad Batch comes out September 28th, which I think wow. puts it the week. If I'm doing my math right, I think that the premiere of Bad Batch season two, an episode of um, Andor and the finale of She-Hulk will all be on the same day. Jesus. They'll, which is that's a lot for Disney Plus. And I think that's uh, bad for Bad Batch. They'll move some stuff around, I bet. Not not for Bad Batch, but I mean, like that if there's a finale of She-Hulk, I feel like that's. Because they they did with Obi Wan, like they they premiered it on a different day, but then put it back on its normal day slot. I feel like they might. Oh, that's a good point. Shuffle yeah, yeah. things around just a Quick little bit. Question: Do you guys think they're gonna drop two episodes for the thirty first of August? I think I think they are, aren't they? Or they have not said. I guess they haven't said. I I have not heard anything about that's that. True. Yeah, they haven't yet. said. It. So huh. maybe it seems to be their like, uh, especially thing for lately. less marketing. You know. Letting them see another episode, yeah. trying to get the hook in. I think that I think might they will. help. Yeah, I think they will. Um, yeah. I yeah, no. So I was wrong. Uh, she Hulk should end the week before um, Bad Batch season two. Starts. Oh, that's good. Kay. All right. Well, yeah. then not as much crossover, but still a lot of crossover. Yeah, okay. I'm wondering More if they'll change expect. the date for like Bad Batch to come on like a Tuesday or something like that, or if they're gonna keep Wednesday across all Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I think they'll keep it. Here's the thing. I think from Disney's perspective. They don't really care that it makes it harder for podcasters. <laughs> Most people watch the show Friday night. You know what I mean? Like they just I'm, they just I'm think that everyone's to... watching all the shows that Friday night. Basically, you think they're just waiting. Well, no, I I think that they're like if we put out three shows on Wednesday, people will yeah, yeah. have watched them by th- Saturday. Exactly, that's what I mean. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's really people like us who are like, oh, fuck, am I gonna have to react to three shows in one day? <laughs> that's a lot of editing. Yeah. yeah, it is. And I don't think that I don't necessarily think Disney gives a shit about no, that. No, absolutely not. Um, you know, it's different than oh, dropping Obi Wan Kenobi in the middle of Star Wars Celebration. I thought was kind of like rude to the people who came to Star Wars Celebration. Yeah, that was wild. Um, so many. But th- this is different. Where they're like, watch it on Thursday, guys. It 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 drops. It's there forever. Yeah. All right. Watch it in six weeks. Like, you know, as long yeah. as you keep paying for Disney Plus, we don't actually care when you watch it. <laughs> no, they don't care. All right. So we'll keep an eye out for all things and or and everything moving forward and we'll keep you updated. But outside of that, I think that's it for today. 
Um, where can we find Nerdy? Oh, I know. Nerdy Knightley, who has a uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi reaction that does very, very well. And you should watch it. And he cries three yeah. times. I cried. I think I cried more than that. Uh, I <laughs> cried today. If you want to see my Miss Marvel reaction, cried twice in that. Um, I, cry, I cry a lot. I am... I'm a weak boy <laughs> in my tear ducts. Uh, but yeah, we just passed 9,000 subscribers on YouTube, guys. So that's really cool. Let's go. Thank you to everyone who's been following the journey. Um, and uh, if you are a Canadian and you're going to be at Anime North next weekend, Clarus and I will be there. So come uh, check us out at Anime North. Um, and uh, Clarus will be in cosplay. I'll probably be wearing a T-shirt and shorts because despite the fact that we're in Canada, it is hot. So hopefully we see you there. And uh, yeah, go over to YouTube.com slash Nerdy Nightly to follow us. Your convention schedule is the most wild thing about summer, uh, from what I've seen. You want to know? You want to know what's crazy? We weren't going to this convention forty-eight hours. Why does ago. that not surprise me? Like Clarus was like, my, "We got invited," and I was like, "I guess we're going." You got invited by the convention? No, I uh, find booth. Uh, Cl no, Clarus was invited by a cosplay booth to like be one of the like cosplayers there. So that's dope. She's going to be, um, be hanging out at the booth all day, and I'll probably be walking around trying to figure out what the hell anime is. So. Attaboy. I, I know a little bit. All right. Claudia? You can find me on Twitter at IHateClapping7. Clapping. All right. Uh, you can find me at Just Jeffers or Just Jeffers Games anywhere on the internet, including YouTube, Twitch, etc. And that's it, friends. May the force be with you, Utini, and we will see you next week. Bye. <laughs>